Hello, I'm Kelly Proctor, the president of DMV Healthcare USA Incorporated. Thank you for joining us for this episode of our podcast, RX for Hospital Quality. It's my privilege to introduce podcast host, Simile Miller. Hello, healthcare world. Welcome to this uh, week's episode of RX for Hospital Quality, your DNV healthcare podcast. I am your host, Simile Miller. Uh, thank you for joining us. We have a very special uh, podcast today. And I first want to apologize because like most of you out there uh, dealing with various different sinus issues. So I apologize for sounding a little uh, nasally today, uh, but we'll get through it. So this week, what we want to talk about is one of our really um, large education programs that we have, uh, our CHOP program. I, I have invited uh, a very, very special guest. I know you guys love it when we have special guests on. And this week we have Don Metcalf, who is joining us. He is the manager of the CHOP program. He has been with DNV for quite a while. Um, Don, I'll just go ahead and let you introduce yourself. All right. Hello. Good morning, everybody. My name is Don Metcalf. I've uh, been with DNV for about four and a half years and took over the CHOP program back in August. Uh, so I'm uh, been, I was teaching it prior to that, but uh, actually in charge of it for a short period of time. My background is in industrial hygiene and safety, uh, both in healthcare and in industry. So uh, really, really enjoying here at working here at DNV and working with this CHOP program has been been great. Thank you, Don, for joining us. Uh, I appreciate uh, you taking time out. I know what is a very busy schedule for you uh, to talk about the CHOP program. There are a lot of people out there that we uh, have taught CHOP to. It's one of our most popular courses, uh, programs educa in education. But why don't we just start with, for those who are not familiar, what does CHOP stand for? I was just going to say it'd be a good to identify and, and define what CHOP is. Um, so CHOP stands for Certification for Healthcare Operation Professionals. And um, in, our, in our program, there are three levels of that. Uh, we'll discuss the details on that, but, but that's, that's the, uh, the certification program that we have. And who is it geared towards? Who are your typical attendees? So again, there are three... Uh, stages to it. The initial stage is the basic uh, level, and that one is geared towards really anybody that works in the healthcare environment. It's specifically focused on the physical environment, uh, but it's very, it's got very good information for anybody that's involved, even peripherally in the physical environment. The certification itself is available to those that have specific prerequisites. But the course uh, can be attended by anyone, and it's it's a valuable tool. Uh, gives a lot of good information about the physical environment and and how it affects the healthcare operations. Okay, yeah, and let's talk about the different levels uh, because we're also getting ready to come out with the third level, which we can talk about in a little bit. But the two current levels that we have within CHOP, can you tell me the difference between those and what that really means? Yeah, so the first level is CHOP B, which is basic. Uh, that one goes over the NIHO standards, goes over specific NFPA uh, standards, especially in relation to some of the changes that happened when CMS adopted the 2012 version of the codes, uh, but goes into a little bit of detail on some specifics there. And then it covers ISO 9001-2015 as well. 
So it goes over, it's a, a, an overview of those uh, three topics and uh, how they overlap and how they interact with the healthcare environment, the physical environment. The second level uh, is CHOP A, which is advanced. It kind of goes backwards, you B to A, but uh, the advanced level is specifically for those who have achieved uh, certification as a CHOP B level uh, uh, certification. And they uh, can attend this. The, the A level is, is more advanced. It gets into a lot more detail when it comes to the NFPA codes and uh, some of the other codes as they apply. So where the first course kind of did an overview, this goes into depth on NFPA uh, codes in particular. The CHOP E course, uh, as you mentioned, is in development. However, uh, and we've been saying that a long time, uh, it is scheduled to be out uh, of, in the first quarter of next year. And we um, that course is the E stands for executive. And that one will deal with administration of the physical environment. So it has to do with uh, proposals and construction management, blueprint reading, uh, budgeting and contracts, things like that. So it'll it'll cover the the kind of the administrative part of the physical environment. And it will be out by first quarter 2023, everybody. Um, that is our commitment. Uh, I will promise you that is happening. We are almost done with it. Uh, so it won't be too much longer. Okay, with that being said, with the different, we call them levels, but really they're advanced stages. So you start with B. Um, and then you take A and then you can take E once it comes out. So I, I just want to reiterate, Don, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have to take the basic course first before you can then take the advanced course. And then to take the executive course that we're getting ready to come out with, you have to at least have had the advanced course. Is that correct? Yeah, the basic course. Yes, it's all, it's all founded on the, the basic certification and then the subsequent uh, endorsements or certifications are uh, on top of that first uh, certification. Okay, can someone take the basic course and go right into the executive course or do they need to have the advanced course in between? They have to have the advanced course in between, so they're they're progressive. Okay, perfect, perfect, thank you. One of the interesting things um, about CHOP is that it is what I call a credentialed course in that it's not a certificate of completion. It is that you take a test and the certificate you're, you're being, um, you're getting a certification, which gives you the credentials to put CHOP after your name. Is, is, is that correct, Don? Yes. So for those that meet the prerequisites, uh, as, you know, with the CHOP B course being the first one, for those that meet the prerequisites, they can choose to take the examination. Uh, it's 100 questions, uh, and they have to achieve an 80% uh, success rate on that to get the certification. If they do that, then, as you said, it's it's actual it's an actual credential uh, certification that you can uh, use those letters after your name. Once you achieve that um, that certification there's a maintenance process. So that certification is good for three years, and then you can uh, re, uh, renew it or recertify by either submitting 40, that attestation of 40 hours of continuing education, or if, uh, if you're adventurous, you can retake the test. Uh, so you can do it either way. And as you progress through the different certifications, uh, A and E, uh, it's the same, uh, the same 
maintenance process. So it's a three-year certificate. And then at the end of that uh, period of time, you can either submit your attestation of taking continuing education or you can re retake the exam. Uh, and and the, the exam you would take would be related to the level that you're at. So if you're, you don't have to take all the exams to get back up to uh, level A or E. All right. So, yeah. So if you go and uh, take the advanced course, uh, essentially, for lack of a better term, it now replaces B. You are now at the advanced course level, and that's the one you would maintain. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, let's let's talk about for a second. I think a lot of people are under the misunderstanding regarding CHOP that is only for DNV hospital staff. Uh, CHOP really is for everybody, isn't it? Anybody who's interested. Can you give us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the uh, although we use the NIHO standards as a as a base for for teaching the course, the things that we talk about have to do with the physical environment, which is present no matter who you have accrediting you or if you're just going straight with CMS. Um, it is uh, very useful information for the physical environment and the healthcare environment. The other thing is with, um, and, and even if you're not specifically working for a hospital, uh, if you're a contractor or some sort of service that works with healthcare, this is valuable information and a valuable uh, credential as well. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I, I talked to a gentleman, um, it's been probably about a year ago, who he works in construction, but he often is contracted by hospitals. And he said that it, he found it so valuable uh, to help him understand healthcare a little bit more um, in his dealings and relationships uh, with those contracts that he had with hospitals, that he actually put his entire staff through the course. And it really made a difference when it came to communication and working on projects because they could clearly understand what the requirements were for hospitals, which is very different in a construction world than it is with other industries. One, because we follow NFPA 2012, uh, whereas a lot of other industries follow uh, what is more uh, current, if you will. So uh, I, I thought that was fantastic. So it is a great resource for a lot of people. It is not made, uh, is not designed just for the physical environment people in healthcare. We also have a lot of quality people who take the course, don't we, Don? Yes, yes, quite a few quality folks, uh, administrative and uh, kind of boots on the ground quality folks. The reason for that is the ISO component. Uh, it's it's very important uh, with ISO that the information and the things that are done in the physical environment world are communicated to the organization and uh, kind of followed through so that you, you complete the loop and get things uh, done and identify problems and, and are able to fix them. So, so yeah, the, the quality folks, infection prevention folks, a lot of, uh, you know, the various aspects of, of hosp hospital operations, uh, those that come and attend the course. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to go into a hospital and survey uh, after they may have purchased uh, the CHOP course and had it taught at their facility and you're walking around with people and even the infection prevention person has CHOP after their names on there. So it, it's a credential. It's one that uh, people are very, very proud to obtain and maintain. So it's I, I'm just I, I'm 
I'm so proud of this program and the success that it's uh, brought and the value that it's really brought to hospitals. Now, if somebody um, maybe doesn't have the credentials necessary or doesn't meet the criteria uh, to sit for the test, they can still take the, the class, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. It's, um, and, and again, whether you're, you're, you meet those prerequisites or not, if you're involved in, in any way, you know, even even peripherally with the physical environment in a in the healthcare setting, this is very valuable information uh, that can that can help you both understand and function better in in that setting. And you you mentioned some of them already a little bit, but can you give a little bit more detail on what the prerequisites and the criteria is to sit for the test? Yeah, and for for the CHOP B, the prerequisites are a high school diploma or equivalent. Um, so you don't need to be, you know, have a master's or a PhD or anything like that, just a, a high school diploma. And then three years of associated physical environment experience. And two of those years have to be in healthcare. They're rigorous enough prerequisites for the cert, and this is for the certification too, that those aren't prerequisites to sit for the class. Uh, they're, they're for the, the certification itself. Um, but they do, uh, kind of point to the folks that are actually working in the physical environment in the healthcare setting. And then the prerequisite to take A is just that you have achieved certification in B, is that correct? Yes. Yes. If if you have that B credential you can you can take you can certify as a, a CHOP A. Okay. And if somebody is not sure if they meet the prerequisites, the criteria, uh, what would you advise them to reach out to you to have a conversation? Yeah, definitely reach out to us and uh, we'll take a look. Uh, sometimes there, there are folks that have worked in uh, and you know just uh, having reviewed some of the, the prerequisites, uh, folks will uh, have done work with hospitals for many years prior to taking the, the class or, or actually working inside a hospital. And uh, they, they meet the criteria just because of their, their experience, even though they hadn't been employed by a healthcare facility, you know, so, so absolutely reach out to us and we'll take a look and, um, you know, take a look at your experience and see, see where it fits. All right. Perfect. Perfect. What, so I, I talked about the construction, um, gentleman that I spoke to from the construction company. Can you give me some additional feedback from people who have taken, uh, the course and, or sat for the test for certification? What is some of the feedback that you get? Oh, typically it's it's very good. Uh, the the reviews are, are very good for the the course itself, and also uh, the the information and how it applies to, to folks' jobs. With um, with the quality folks, often the comments we hear are that it gave them a better perspective of the things that go on uh, in the physical plant. Uh, with the physical plant folks, the facilities management type folks. Uh, we'll often get comments about how they they better understand how the the quality uh, metrics and things work, or the infection prevention uh, part of it. So it really uh, develops a an appreciation for the other things that are going on in the physical environment that you may not deal with on a day to day basis. So and that's typically the comments we get is how it gives a better perspective on how things fit together. 
Yeah, I would agree. I took the course myself um, when it first came out back a few years ago. And I I really enjoyed that it takes it into a process level. Um, I think typically in the physical environment, um, for those who are not aware, I started out in the physical uh, environment. I was born and raised in facilities before I moved into quality. Uh, I I felt like often when I was in my uh, role in facilities that it was doing a lot of surface corrective action, um, putting band-aids on problems, trying to hold things together. Uh, And it really, I think, CHOP really demonstrate the ability to go deeper from a process level. Uh, It really shows how to uh, compile data, which really supports the physical environment, then uh, elevating up the needs to leadership and to quality on a data perspective that uh, allows them to get the budget maybe they need for repairs based on that data. So it really does take it to a whole nother level and a different way of communicating for the facilities people but that maybe they weren't used to, but yet in the quality world and in the leadership world, everything is about the data, right? Or always to show us, show us the data. So it really does kind of help close that gap on both sides, I think this course does. Is that, what? would you agree with that? Oh, very much. And and again, that's that is the feedback we get. You know, it it, it connects everything. Okay, good. So it's not just me. Yay. <laughs> um so right now, I believe we have a promotion for CHOP. We do have a promotion for all of our classes, but we've been running a promotion for CHOP for quite a while for our CHOP courses for private uh, courses. Can you tell us what that promotion is right now? Yeah, right now, if you uh, basically sign up and get everything lined up by the end of the year, you get a 20% discount. Yeah, it's our biggest sale uh, throughout the years. At the end of this year, we usually do a 20% off. Um, You don't have to pay for the course by the end of the year. You just have to sign the contract and get it scheduled um, in the first half of 2023. Uh, You pay for your courses once they're delivered. So if anybody is out there wondering, hey, we really want this course, we want to Uh, cash in on that 20% off, but it's not in our budget for the rest of the year to pay for it, you would not have to pay for it until after we deliver it in the first half of 2023. So that is perfect. And then if you guys missed last week's podcast, we also have a special for any public courses. If you mention the word podcast, you will get 10% off of your seat in a public course. Uh, So just want to plug that again. And one of the things that we have, um, Don and I have had a lot of conversation about that we are currently putting in place, and I even mentioned it at Symposium, is the ability to offer CHOP publicly. We found that CHOP was not as effective virtually. Uh, Don, you want to tell them, I've had people ask, have had several people ask why virtually was CHOP uh, not quite as successful, not the ideal setting. So the class itself, it, it's very interactive. And what happens in the class universally is when, when we teach the class, we get a lot of questions. There's a lot of discussion. Um, there's often people from different parts of the organization in the same room uh, or even different organizations in the same room. Sometimes uh, we'll get, get that. So there's a lot of discussion, a lot of back and forth. And in that discussion, there's a lot of detail that can be hashed out where you, you may present a, a topic and then somebody will ask a question related to that topic and in the discussion you get a lot of detail. In the virtual courses, that just didn't happen. Um, it was, uh, you know, people listening. It's a three-day course, so 
uh, three days, eight hours at your computer, just it, it, it's rough. And because of that, I, I don't think uh, the, the lack of discussion and uh, just the length and, and, and depth of the course just did not lend itself well to a, to a virtual setting. Yeah. And, and you guys all know if if you're in your office doing a course virtually for two, three days, people are still going to come in and bug you and you're still going to have those distractions. It's very hard to focus in. Uh, so we that's the reason why we decided not to go virtually with it. But the, th the discussion that Don and I had been having is about how do we still offer CHOP publicly? Because we do know some organizations out there um, have maybe a, a handful of people or one or two people people that want to attend CHOP and they can't justify paying for a private course at their hospital when they only have, you know, a handful of people who would uh, sit in that course. So, um, Don, you want to talk about some of the ways in which we are working to bring public options to uh, the CHOP program? Yeah, there's there's the uh, just the public offering in general where we'll uh, have a, a venue and, and just offer it at that venue. Uh, we have partnered uh, in the past with local ASHI chapters that will um, set up a course and, you know, their, their members come to the course. Um, one of the things that we've done recently that, that has worked really well, uh, as uh, Simley mentioned, sometimes there'll be a hospital, a small hospital that just has a couple of people that, that they really want to take it, but because of location or, or other factors, they, they just can't make it happen. So what we've done is partnered with those hospitals where they will uh, offer a place to hold the course and have their their folks signed up, but then open up the remainder of the seats to anybody that wants to come. Uh, and that has worked really well uh, for us. We've we've done several of those, and those are, are are it's a very good way to do it. So it basically makes it possible for a hospital to uh, get the course, host the course, and and opens it up for others in the area that that are able to participate as well. Yeah, and if you are out there and you're you're thinking, oh, that would be very interesting. I wouldn't mind hosting a chop course. Uh, we actually, when you sign up as a host uh, location to uh, have chop come to your facility and teach the handful of people that you have, we will still give you the twenty percent discount uh, for being that host. Uh, location. So we would still have a contract with you with your location. And let's say you had four people who were going to be attending. So we would have a contract and you would get 20% off of that. Then we would publish it out on the website as a public offering. And the, the remaining people who would sign up would uh, sign up as individuals for a public course, but we would all be traveling to your location. So if you are interested at all at being a host site, uh, please let us know. Um, we are looking for sites. We're also looking at uh, starting to have CHOP courses offered in other locations across the country. So be looking for that. We are uh, planning to probably do one in Houston near Katy, Texas, which is our 
uh, mothership uh, headquarters in Texas uh, for the U.S. and potentially having one there. Um, there is some work things in the works to potentially have a course in Georgia. So in addition to host hospitals, we are looking at other venues uh, and ways to get those out there because we know that there is such a demand. So if you have any interest in that, you can either reach out to us through our education emails or you can contact your salesperson and they will help you establish that. Um, and Dawn, I'm assuming they can also email you directly if they have any questions or are interested in a course. Is that correct? Absolutely. Be glad to help. All right. Well, perfect. Uh, anything else that we haven't covered that you wanted to talk about with CHOP? I think that covers covers the program pretty well. Um, I, for anybody that out there that even has a slight interest, uh, please contact us so we can uh, discuss it and uh, let you know the, the benefits. And if you have specific questions, get those answered. Uh, but we, we, we look forward to, to hearing from you and you participating in the program. And why don't you go ahead and give them your email address if you're okay with that? Sure. My email is don.metcalf, and that's Metcalf with an E at the end. I don't know where the other ones go, uh, at, at dnv.com. All right, perfect. And there's also a CHOP email box. Is that correct? Do you? There, there is CHOP certifications at dnv.com. And CHOP certifications is all one word. So I'll go ahead and give you our education email box again. It's dnvhc.training at dnv.com. So you can send comments, questions, uh, request, uh, quote request, whatever you want to send to that one. And we can forward it to Dawn. Yeah, just let us know if you have any interest. We know this is a, a big program. I will tell you that uh, CHOP is so popular that we do fill up very quickly. So if you want to uh, cash in on that 20% off, uh, I would advise you to reach out sooner than later just because dates are filling up. It's going to be a very exciting year for CHOP. I'm so, so excited. And again, I will reiterate that we have a commitment to get CHOP E out to you uh, in first quarter 2023. So that will be coming for those who have patiently been waiting waiting on that. We apologize and appreciate your patience. And thank you, Don, again, for joining us. Appreciate you taking the time. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh -huh. And for everybody out there, remember, be safe and most importantly, take care of yourselves. Thank you for listening. Rx for Hospital Quality is a podcast produced by DMD Healthcare USA Incorporated. To learn more about subjects covered here or to download any of our standards or requirements, please visit our website at www.dnvhealthcare.com.